She's a firebending prodigy. My father says she was born lucky. He says I was lucky to be born. When I think of the Fire Nation royal siblings, the first thought in my head is born lucky. Zuko says this while having captured Aang in the Northern Water Tribe, as he recalls how his father said he was lucky to be born while Azula was born lucky. But the more I think of Azula, the more I think that while Azula might have been born lucky, her quote-unquote luck ran out as the series unfolded. I'm not here to look too much into Azula's psychology, as Hello Future Me did a great in-depth breakdown of her mind. I'm more interested in looking at if Azula is truly capable of deserving redemption, and how the Princess of the Fire Nation is the true tragedy of the series. This is me mounting a defense for Azula. Fire Lord Ozai saw his daughter as nothing more than a pawn in his plan for domination. A daughter who was loyal and who would do anything imaginable if it meant pleasing him. And over time that loyalty and willingness to please turned Azula into a cold-hearted perfectionist. As she shadowed him, fear became Azula's most powerful weapon, as it was his. She feared her father, and so Azula would never dare talk back to Ozai. She wouldn't even dare disrespect him in the slightest, and her mind followed suit. So when Zuko was burned by his father's hand, I believe her reaction explains this. When Iroh returned from his siege broken, her reaction also explains this. From Ozai, she was led to believe that only strength mattered, and that those who defy that power deserve to be burned. With that idea in mind, she shut off her sense of compassion and empathy to make room to be the perfect weapon. Everything Azula believed in, every action, was in the name of her father. While Zuko can be praised for his hard work, becoming a skilled swordsman and a skilled firebender without an aptitude for it, Azula combined her natural talent with a work ethic that had her craving perfection. That work ethic resulted in one of the most skilled firebenders that we would see in the series, elevating her flame to a unique blue, unlike anyone else, and being able to generate lightning under any mental state. But for Ozai, she wanted to be perfect in every aspect. Even her design amplifies that perfection and maturity. Her hair is always neatly kempt, she wears lipstick that makes her appear older than she actually is. Her physical feats of acrobatics, her expertise in the use of fear, manipulation, and emerging as a more than capable leader, one who succeeded in taking down Bossing Sei, are all reflections of this goal that she sought. And further, when the moment called for it, she had the presence of mind to just about kill the Avatar for good. Again, all in the name of her father. Azula did anything Ozai asked, and when she needed him the most, and his love specifically, on the verge of her breakdown, Ozai pushed her to the side, mentally abusing his daughter for the last time. While Ozai was the biggest reason for Azula's outcome, Ursa and Zuko are also important factors. Azuko demonstrated to Ozai that he wasn't the prodigy that Azula was, he quickly pushed him to the side, which is where Ursa enters. In Zuko alone, we see her love and care mostly through his perspective. Ozai clearly had a favorite child, and Ursa had to redirect the majority of her attention towards Zuko, to ensure that he didn't feel abandoned, and further when she sacrificed herself to protect him. 
This is where Zuko's story begins, but it's also where Azula's story begins. When Ursa left, it was damaging for Zuko. She left him alone with Ozai. The Fire Lord abused Zuko physically, mentally, and emotionally, followed by his banishment in a pursuit of an almost impossible goal. But fortunately for the prince, he had Iroh to fill the void. Through the four nations, he had his uncle, someone who would push him to do better, to be better, and to want more out of his life, and who was by his side through his darkest days. Azula never had that. She never had anyone to tell her that she could be more than Ozai's daughter. Lee and Lo were loyal servants to their country, and that was the closest she had to another figure. And in mentioning Iroh and Zuko, it leads me to question if Azula was deserving of redemption, as her other family members were. As I look at what Azula has done in comparison to what other characters have done, especially other redeemed characters, it is important that she is held to that same standard. Azula almost killed Aang and took over Ba Sing Se as her two most damaging actions. But let's compare that to Zuko, who sent an assassin after Aang, nearly destroyed Kyoshi Island, attacked the Southern Water Tribe, and also played a big part in Aang's injury. Further, let's compare that to the Dragon of the West, Iroh, the accomplished war general, who almost burned Ba Sing Se to the ground. What separates Azula from her family members here is that she wasn't given the opportunity to change. Azula is 14 years old, abused and taught that power, strength, and that she and the Fire Nation have a right to rule over the world. The princess was taught to be a conqueror instead of a 14-year-old kid, and the beach highlights this. Up until that point in Avatar, Azula was a heartless monster. And the beach reveals Azula, the socially inept 14-year-old. Careful. You could puncture the hull of an Empire-class Fire Nation battleship, leaving thousands to drown at sea. The beach illustrates Azula's facade. Being by her father's side means that she can't have weaknesses like emotion. Because that's how Zuko got banished. You can't treat me like this! You can't treat me like Zuko! And in the beach, she displays an ability to feel not only empathy, but pain also. Empathy towards Tai Lee when she makes fun of her, immediately apologizing to her after realizing that she was hurt by that. Okay, okay, calm down. I didn't mean what I said. Look, maybe I just said it because I was a little... jealous. And later in that episode, she actively seeks out Zuko when he leaves the party to join her showing concern for her brother. I thought I'd find you here. Come down to the beach with me. Come on, this place is depressing. And finally, she shows pain. I could sit here and complain how our mom liked Zuko more than me, but I don't really care. Azula displays that this in fact did hurt her. While playing it off like it wasn't a sob story, Azula exposes the fact that she sees herself as a monster. My own mother thought I was a monster. She was right, of course, but it still hurt. She doesn't even have her own identity anymore. She has lost it in the pursuit of pleasing her father. Azula's guise was that she was cold and unfeeling, that she didn't care about anyone and especially not her mother, 
even once taunting Zuko with Ursa's presence. But in reality, her mother was the one person she desperately needed attention and validation from, and she knew it. I know what you really think of me. You think I'm a monster. I think you're confused. Through Zuko alone, Ursa never mistreated Azula. She scolded her daughter when she acted out of line, compared to the praise that she received from her father. And Azula's breakdown further tells the truth about this. Even you fear me. No, I love you, Azula. The princess of the Fire Nation did not understand the family dynamic. Zuko needed Ursa because Ozai favored her, leading her to erase all traces of the love that her mother had for her. Though regardless of that favoring of her, Azula clearly didn't feel loved by the person she needed it from, which leads me to question Ursa's parenting, after Ozai's. The Princess of the Fire Nation, however, is not without faults. She had Mei and Tai Li, friends who always respected her, but she manipulated them into fearing her, and ultimately was betrayed because of it, a clear result of Ozai's parenting. Again, Azula had no one. She never had an Iroh to guide her. Azula didn't even have Ursa to shape her own identity in the same way that she and Iroh did for Zuko. That's who you are, Zuko. Someone who keeps fighting even though it's hard. She wasn't someone who never gives up like her brother. For Zuko, a pearl dagger from the general who surrendered when we broke through the outer wall. Never give up without a fight. So who exactly is Azula? What is her identity? Let's not forget that she too had good and evil inside of her, like Zuko. She too was the great-granddaughter of Avatar Roku and Fire Lord Sozin. But because she was under Ozai's tutelage, the only thing she ever was, was a prodigy. Azula was only ever born lucky. She's a true prodigy. It is also for these reasons stated that makes Azula the perfect foil to Zuko. And the fact that her final moment in the show is her breaking down, after being bested by her brother, crying and screaming and chained down, makes her story and her tragedy that much more heartbreaking. Her not receiving said redemption, in my opinion, was the perfect ending for her story. Azula showing the ability to feel, showing off her humanity in the beach, further displaying that humanity as she wailed in front of her brother and Katara, I don't see an evil monster. I see a misguided girl, a 14-year-old. The Fire Nation princess was nothing more than a girl who was a victim of circumstance. Someone who could have amounted to more in that world. A girl who needed love, and who needed to be more than the born lucky prodigy. I'm sorry it has to end this way, brother.